Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Blooming Out. One of the nation's longest-running radio programs dedicated to bringing you information and commentary on news, personalities, and life from an LGBTIQ perspective. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Lucas Fisher. I'm Ireland. Gosh! (laughs) Should we decide on what order we're going? I just, I'm sorry. Yeah, we should have a a set order. (laughs) Sorry. The script says Justin, Ireland, Lucas, and... Okay, Okay, try again. Or just leave it, it's fine. Well, Justin, you go. I'm Justin Robertson. Oh, I'm supposed to go next? (laughs) Okay, so the two boys. Okay, and then... In Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Try again, I'm sorry. I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Lucas Fisher. And I'm Ireland Meacham. Yay! Yay! It's We're all together. We're back. We're here. Another week. Another week. Everything's on fire. Oh. <laughs> but we're still here. Because we're here every week. Because we're indoors and not outside in we're the middle indoors. of it. We're not getting the, the fire virus. The vi- oh, I'll, I'll just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Melanie, how are you doing? <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a week. Um, but uh, the kids went back to school today here, so. Back in school? To school. Inside a building? Oh. No, no, no. It's uh, virtual learning. That's good. So Kat's in high school. She'd rather be doing high school sort of things with people and stuff and. Is she a she freshman? Can. She's no a sophomore this year. A sophomore. Oh my oh. gosh. I know. They grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. <laughs> this time next year she'll be like driving herself to school. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. You gotta get going on that Mustang. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's Is that what cool. you're going to give her? I saw what my first car was. Yeah. And look at me. <laughs> you look great. Right. It's all because of the Mustang. It's it's all because of the Mustang. Actually, I had two Mustangs. This is my first cars. You drove them both. The Mine. Huh? My first car, slash only car, is a Subaru, which is very gay and fitting. So what? I have to drive a Subaru. <laughs> you drive. Well, there you go. I drive. Yeah, wait. We knew that though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since. It's been a while since we've been in the studio and seen each other's cars. I I wanted a Subaru, but I just don't feel like I'm butch enough for it. I don't feel like I'm butch enough for it. Not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm butch enough for it. (laughs) 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 I've become the designated roach killer in my apartment as well. So. Wow, I. I'm. I'm the. uh, Can you, Lucas? No, you're not well, a roach killer. Maybe a roach, but that's about it. <laughs> Roaches aren't too scary. They sort of just—it depends on the size, though, I guess. They're like, 
I, you know, haven't seen very mm-hmm. big ones. I mean, all they do Luckily. is in the ashtray, and you I, just gotta like kill it. How do you? How's that? <laughs> how's that tough? I mean, come on. I would say that the fear increases with the size of the roach for sure. But yeah, the fear, yeah. right? Well, I lived in Panama the, the, for a while. Yeah. The roaches were mm-hmm. as big as my hands, maybe bigger. No. 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 Oh my gosh. Well, I was scared of butterflies when I was little. Aww. So, that yeah. is Aww, that's so cute. I was terrified of them. You've got to turn your Subaru want. in. Yeah. Give me the keys. I Hand over you your Prius. You I do think. know everybody's yeah, laughing, Lucas, when they see you driving. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we are. Actually, Cat might have a Subaru. So, well, I have cute stickers on mine. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. What yeah, kind of sticker do you have? Well, I have a Static Rat sticker. That's my band. We played at Spencer Pride uh, back when you could do that. And <laughs> I have a Super Mario figurine in my dashboard and some That's so Mario Kart thing. I don't know. And my roommate and I have been playing a, a lot of Mario Party. Oh, <laughs> I love Mario Party and Mario Kart and Super Mario. So fun. Love that guy. <laughs> In case you hadn't noticed. And it all started off with Donkey Kong. It's hard to, like, that's my generation. Yeah, but do you have Donkey Kong stickers on your car, Melanie? Yeah, do you? I have uh, Black Phillip from uh, Witch um, or Vivitch saying uh, something about Live Deliciously. Oh. And I have a, um, a COVID uh, ribbon on my car. Yeah. And that's it for stickers. Well, Justin, you didn't even tell us what car you drive. <laughs> you even can you even drive just <laughs> actually that's an excellent question um <laughs> i'm not sure i've been told that i cannot um and i didn't start driving until i was 33 because i always lived in cities oh wow yeah. and um i have a very embarrassing dad car kind of i have a kia soul oh. and a kennedy and johnson for president sticker on it. <laughs> nice. Oh, that is I think one of the only one of the only stickers I don't only have like two stickers, but one of them is a WFHB sticker. I can't remember what the other one is. I want one of those. I need to put one of those on my car. I should do that too. I think we all should. We all should. So and what do stickers cute. say about you? What does this say about us? We're cute and cool. But you're cute and you have cute stickers for sure. I don't know. What kind of stickers do you have, Ireland? Oh my God, I have so many stickers. I just, okay, <laughs> this is great actually because I just got a lot of new stickers from Redbubble. So um, I can show you all the ones that my, I can't show you the ones on my computer because I'm using my computer, but these are the ones I put on my laptop. Be Gay Do Crimes. And it's- Oh, I love that one. I love, that one. I love that one. Google, oh, yeah. she, did you mean they? <laughs> very fun. Very this cute. is not very radio friendly because you can't see the <laughs> stickers on the radio. The, the gay cousin TM. I don't get and it. And some D and D. 
So uh -huh. what oh, what is the gay cousin? That's something we're supposed to know about. It's like it's that thing everyone says. If you don't have a gay cousin, you're the gay cousin. Oh, so, I haven't heard that, but I like it. Uh-oh. It's true. So I'm the gay cousin TM. I learn something every time I'm on this show. I I always wanted stickers, but the last time I queered the car out, um, I got pulled over and uh like messed with relentlessly. So mm -hmm. yeah. You couldn't leave like certain parts of Indianapolis with you know, queer rainbow stuff all over the place and um, so I just stopped doing that. I got an In God We Trust license plate and nice. Yeah. Now you just need some sheriff department stickers. Right. Which is what Jessie has in her car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know, That's no what fun stealth means you. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's really smart. Well, down here in Southern Indiana, it can get kind of dicey. There's some towns I've been through where I just, really would not want to get stopped and and or pull over at a gas station and get harassed so and you know for somebody who is like out and proud and all like all that you know there's sometimes when i just want to pass through and i'm not looking for a fight um yeah and at other times i'll wear my Absolutely. you know queers against fascists shirt or whatever and, and just be all fuck you or I'll bring Katrina along, who is decked out in rainbows half the time. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's okay. let the kids do all of your work. No, 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 no. It's just like <laughs> reinforcements. She's got more. Uh, she's got more rainbow accoutrement than I ever, I ever had. So um, yeah. Anyway, there's news. There is. Yeah. Should we talk about the obvious first? Yes, I think absolutely. Right. Poland. No, I'm just oh, kidding. I was going to talk about <laughs> Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. Kamala Harris. Which I think is very exciting. I'm very excited about it. And everybody keeps going, oh, that's so predictable. Ho-hum. And I am sorry. I don't think it's ho-hum that she's been chosen. I think that it's really, really wonderful that a Black Indian woman with a Jewish husband, you know, has been chosen to be vice president. I think that that's really exciting. She is the United Colors of Benetton. She is the United Colors of Benetton. But not only that, she is a very smart, witty person who I think is going to do really well. And I love taking her, uh, I loved watching her take on um, Kavanaugh. You know, that was really yeah. exciting. Yeah. I, also, I work in education and she's very supportive of education and very against Betsy DeVos, which I'm all about. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad you brought up that up because uh, the Kavanaugh uh, proceedings, she was pretty ruthless. Yeah, it, 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 in a beautiful way, though, you know, mm -hmm. she really was not letting them get off the hook, but she wasn't sour angry she was just very professional professional i can't talk today and um yeah just uh but at the same time she was um she really stuck to her guns i admired her for that i admired that too too bad she also, oh. she also took on joe biden in the debates mm -hmm. very well yeah i 
I would like a more progressive ticket. Yeah. However, yeah. In, in this moment, this yeah. is what we have, and um, it could be, it could be a lot worse. So, uh, we, I will take what I have and I will work with it. Um, but because they are the ones that I'm going to vote for, does not mean that they get a free ride. Because, um, yeah, she took on Kavanaugh and she, and she got some digs in, and she, and he eventually got nominated and you know not nominated he got confirmed anyway um and he did get off because he's sitting on the bench right now um but she held him accountable and some people did you know i mean she did i think i think that she really did a, a good job you know and maybe she, it wasn't successful she'll beat the tire out of pence in the in yes. their debates yeah i can't wait for that oh i can't <laughs> wait for that I'm ready. Oh man, I, he's a great debater. I want to see him get destroyed. Mm. But beyond not tasty, <laughs> I don't know the uh, the rhetoric, right? You know, I I I want to see where they go. I want to see how much they can be pushed by um, the people in the movement that are going on right now. Um, to, to get us moving forward again. And uh, I think there'll be a great transition. They keep talking about being gateway and transitional and stuff like that. Um, I hope so. I really do. I really hope that they can get, that they've listened to people. And, uh, and I hope we get to vote because that's not a guarantee either. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point, Melanie. I really hope that they are listening because they, they're all we got now. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, like, I would love to sit here and tell people to vote third party, but no one is organized enough to make that happen. No. And if anybody, no. <laughs> anybody wants to argue, and, you know, maybe our votes won't even count. So we might as well, like, Yay. do the only... We can't have Trump anymore. We, we need to have... have that is essential, and that's the thing. Is I don't think it's really a time for us to get really too nitpicky about no. it. We no, have, yeah. as, as I always say, I will vote for a bowl of bananas over Trump. Now, I don't want to vote for a bowl of bananas, but I like Kamala a lot. And um, I just think that it will... I, I'm fine with the ticket, really. I mean, yes. Do we want something more progressive? Maybe. But, but yeah. we don't have it, so... right. It's just no. what we have. because Trump and his regime have got to go. This is not a democracy. Um, I, I would vote for any other Republican that's existed. Oh, uh, it makes me so mad because um, Donald Trump, you know, is already talking, you know, trash about oh. Kamala. It's already talking trash about her on his Instagram and calling them just he was just already so rude and it's like why is the president allowed to like trash talk his competition that's impeachable like you, you that's just wrong and they do it all the time he's gotten away with much worse <laughs> i know i know but it's just like it just <clears throat> but yeah it just no yeah so you're mad. right trump literally 
is Trump is a a talker and all of his supporters are under his spell and they don't these are the pe- types of people some of them do do their research but a lot of them just trust in his prophecy and they'll listen to anything he says so right he will he will do anything we already know this and it's just i i uh, he's the jim jones of this whole operation right literally literally i would compare him to jim jones yeah who went to iu by the way yeah <laughs> that's another story oh the jim jones building <laughs> is that what we should rename jordan hall but i will bring up i will bring up poland because they're doing socially worse than we are we've covered the piss party in the past right the piss poor party they are uh they're the virulently virulently anti-lgbt folks in poland who were decrying that are not decrying that they were uh declaring um LGBT free zones in Poland and uh, there have been riots demonstrations certainly uh, that have turned violent um, against these anti-LGBT members in in the government and they're calling it the uh, Polish Stonewall and I'm not sure that it exactly fits that bill, but it certainly is an uprising. Mm-hmm. And um, Godspeed to them because they need it. Melanie, when you said that they're um, wanting LGBTQ free zones, what does that mean in terms of a zone? Is that a community, a city, a restaurant? Cities and areas that are um, where anti-LGBT sentiment has been drummed up and um, uh, policies have been enacted to discourage LGBT folk from living lives. It's, you know, the the typical uh, uh, discriminatory policies and things like that. And and or where you have almost uh, Russian level, uh, you can't really live out in the open don't go displaying your flags and stuff like that, just hide. And so it's not that they are necessarily kicking queer people out, it's they're suppressing them so much that you might not ever see somebody with, you know, uh, and that could be clothing or let's not forget. Do what? That could easily happen here. Oh, well, and things keep going the way that they're going. Oh, whoa, hold on a second. Yeah. I have some uh, news update. Did you all? Breaking news as of uh, was it Saturday? It might have been Friday afternoon. A local horde of motorcyclists and angry Blue Lives Matter truck vehicles drove around like maniacs, almost hitting several vehicles and other people on the road to protest Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. in Bloomington. Did you all see that? I did not. There's actually a picture of me. I was happening to be walking by. Anyway, 
Um, you happen to be walking by counter protesting. I had heard about it and we could hear the motorcycles from my house. And uh, we went down there to see, you know, what was going on. And we missed all the motorcycles. There's a picture online of like 30 motorcycles like lined up, but there are all these people in their trucks. And it's just weird how they organized a protest that was more like a, a coup than like a peaceful, uh, a peaceful protest where people talk. They just, you know, almost hit other cars and drove very fast around the courthouse. It's intimidation. It wasn't very many of them, right? I mean, it, it was, was kind of a lot. It was enough to uh, to mess with the traffic. And like I said, they almost hit people. And uh, they were, you know, yelling out of their car, all their cars and waving flags. And it was kind of a lot. Maybe I want to say probably about 25 vehicles plus 12 motorcycles, maybe more. But nothing compared to the Black Lives Matter Mark. No, that's but they are all in cars, and they were ready to. Uh, they are ready to hit some protesters. I think. I'm sure they were, and um, I mean it is tragic and everything. But I was born here. I've lived here a really long time, and Bloomington has always been this liberal oasis in the middle of crazy town of KKK towns, and these people have historically always come here. Yeah. You know, and attacked us in a way it's a sign of how great and liberal and free we are that they do that um however yeah. it's still very frightening but i never get too worried that these are actual blooming tony oh no i don't think so maybe a few but i i only brought that up because uh um what the hell what's why no i i think it's a great thing to bring up because yeah i mean what they want is what Melanie is talking about, right? I mean, they obviously are racists who don't want any black people so it's, on the streets well, or anywhere. It's what just, I'm hearing from the people on the right who I know and um, I'm related to, not, not the same brother that I was on the phone with, but um, others who talk about black lives matter and they're using the rhetoric that is uh thrown around by i don't know if it's dobbs or whoever over on the the right but i've heard it enough um that it you know they're terrorists and they're violent and they're killers yeah. mm -hmm. and there's they believe it they absolutely are terrified <laughs> because it's easy to believe because in their minds and oh we're not racist however those black people you know yeah they don't think they're racist yeah but black lives matter those are the scary people and the three percenters those are the people who are on the right side of history and those are the people that we want to to you know have in our uh farmer's market um anyway in the kkk with that attitude i mean they have historically been terribly violent and murders oh, but that was started by the democrats you know see that they they have exactly all they have all of these stories. facts they all of these stories Ooh. yeah they think we're they think the democrats are the problem and you know that gets into the qa non stuff too mm. but i would also say that 
you know, there's crappy people on on both sides. There's no, we can no longer just side with the Democrats anymore. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I want to, but I I don't know what's going to happen after this election. I really... We're talking about old-fashioned Dixiecrats that don't exist anymore. They're on correct. the Republican Party now. Yeah, correct. Right. But that's well, their conspiracy, their little... Yeah. And and it, it sounds right. They they call themselves the Party of Lincoln. And <laughs> if you look at the platforms, they're nothing like they were back then. If you look no. at the, the way they talk, the rhetoric, if you actually study the history, yeah. they're not the same party. No, the Republican Party is not at all like it was. No, but they lay claim to it because the word was there. You know? Okay. Not Man. even it was in my childhood. Words are really screwing us over. I'm getting tired of it. We should just... No words. Mumble rap? What? Mumble rap, yeah. yeah. It would ruin our radio show, though, if we didn't have any words. It probably would. That Maybe that's avant-garde. We'll be I mean, a completely yeah. visual radio show. <laughs> wow. We could be a TV show on cats. Everybody, all drop acid right now, close your eyes, and just imagine the show. <laughs> not the brown acid that's true we could just be the show that anybody wants it to be they just have to sit down and visualize it right well, we, well wait what's the what's never mind no, we, okay we can have that show for, wrong for a radio show but you know what i'm saying we can do that at our 4 a.m time slot because our show airs every thursday night at 4 a.m too it does yeah. really Yep. Well, that's something to know because I've been getting up every morning at 4 a.m. I don't know why, but it's been driving me crazy. So listen to the now. show. You just didn't know it. Now I can listen to our show. <laughs> Justin, that's so early. <laughs> I it go to bed so at 4 I hate it. I know. You go to bed at 4 o'clock. I get up at 4 o'clock. But we're here now. And that's what's important. Oh. See, I don't even know where to go with this. You know, we did the Poland thing. I, I am so... There's not a whole lot of great news. You know? There's some dumb news. Let's... Let, we could do the William Shatner thing. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> putting the Shat back in Shatner. <laughs> He's always uh, for a laugh. Although, Lucas didn't want to talk about him. Oh, that's right. Are you sure? You said he was... Well, irrelevant, we'll say that, right? Yeah. Katrina's um, a fan of Star Trek, so... I don't think that he's ever irrelevant. Well, I mean, Star Trek and um, Twilight Zone live on forever, right? Ask the kids. <laughs> they, I mean, other than my child, they probably don't know. Oh, we lost him. Well, he really didn't want to talk about that. I don't know. I, I find Uh-oh. people always watch Twilight Zone and Star Trek. There's something. They all know who William Shatner is. What? They know who it's... William Shatner is. Huh. Well, you know, he's indicative of what a lot of people are uh, protesting against. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring him up. Because it fits into some of the other things that we're having to deal with. And Hey, Lucas. I'm back. You're back with a vengeance. I went to the nether. 
the upside down. Uh, don't go to the upside down. That place is scary. But no, the the Shatner thing on this week, this this past weekend, where he he went off on being called a uh, uh, old straight white men, you know, and um, and he's saying that it's it's hurtful, right? Old white cis man. Well, he's saying, I believe the word cis is hurtful. Yeah. Because I'm not quite sure that he understands it. He doesn't well, understand. But I like mean, in way, he's proving everybody's point, but I do have to sort of just say, he is an old <laughs> white cis man, but he doesn't know what that means. He's, he thinks that it's being offensive, so it's sort of funny, because he's not quite sure what people are calling him. Yeah. So I yeah. can't sort of understand him being upset because I don't think that he'd be upset if he understood that they were calling him as an actual white man, <laughs> which is exactly what he seems to want to be. Or does he? He has does he? enough people yeah. around him who can explain that stuff to him. And he, that's the thing. We live in an information world. He is connected. He's online all the time. He's surrounded by a whole team of people. There is no excuse in the world for not Googling sis. Like, I mean, you don't even have to type it anymore. Just yell at Siri or Alexa or whoever. Language evolves so quickly, especially right now. It's been around for half a decade or so. Well, Well, okay, but he is an old white man. <laughs> um, I okay. So the first time I was called sis was on this radio show, and yes. I had no idea I was sis. And I'll tell you that. Yeah. And I feel like there, I was offended too because in my generation, sis meant sissy. So even though I am a sissy, I don't like being called one. Aww. Although now I do, so you can call me sissy, and that's fine. But I think that he thinks that that's what people are saying. I think he thinks that they're calling him a sissy. Can now. You- what did confuse me is I am more of a sissy than a sis, which I didn't mean. <laughs> and this is where everything gets muddled. This exactly. is where it starts to become like a Dr. Zeus book. It's the freaking words again. It's all these stupid words. Well, the problem is all these stupid words, and that's where I get like, with Lucas. Like, yeah, I'm sick of words. You know, let's just I, get rid of them. I'm also yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you are correct. I am cis, but I don't like being called that. I I mean, it's another label. It's another but label, yes. When yeah. you go back to uh, um, Abrahamic religion, right? And Adam's in the, the garden. What is Adam doing in the garden initially? I don't know. <laughs> before, things, before things get going and he eats the apple he's giving names to everything oh he's he's categorizing he's naming and organizing right that is like a fundamental thing that people do in order to understand one another you believe in the adam and eve story no hell no i believe (laughs) i believe it's an allegory for humanity right it's an allegory for how we have developed and and they give you a hard time oh okay good because i mean yes yeah i am uh i'm a biblical literist Um, 
<laughs> Isis. Literalist. Literalist. I, I believe that everything is true. <laughs> All of it? Every <laughs> single cotton picking American word. But which one? There the are American so many one. translations. The American one. Damn straight. If if English is good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you. <laughs> Sorry. That's not what we were talking about. It looked like an all-American blonde pop star. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, staring away from Let's that grass. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, people people have a need to understand. And the problem is lots of people don't understand things very well, right? Or they, that things are too complex to give just one name to. And then you start to lose people. If it gets complex, yeah. people are just like, eh, I don't care. And then they walk away. Uh, and then they never understand. And then they get upset when all of a sudden, you know, people want to get married or, you know, have equal rights and shit. Uh, that was <clears> at yeah, 53 just minutes. Don't even say it. I... <laughs> You do get stuck in your ways, and I'm understanding that now, whereas I used to be extremely flexible. But after a while, you get tired We've of- We've seen the pictures. You've seen the pictures. <laughs> what? Um, he said know. he was extremely flexible. <laughs> oh. But up to your elbow? I mean, really, that's, that's oh. impressive. <laughs> All right, I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> I, yeah, so it, it's hard to retain all of this and keep it in order. So. Well, our, I'm getting to the point where, you know, I want to be fair and just and everything, but I'm kind of getting to the point where I am with uh, our friend Shatner um, that I just don't care anymore. <laughs> you know? Okay, well, let me step in here. Because uh, I think this stems from the problem of not believing that trans people are, like, not thinking a trans woman is a woman right. or a trans man is a woman. So um, that's why cis is sort of necessary is because, like, well, you think, like, you is that weird? Is that wrong? Am I thinking of this wrong? I no. think I know kind of what you're you know going for it's, I, it's necessary because we need i mean it sucks that we need labels but we well, need labels why would we call like, a trans woman uh like transgender if we and then just say that like a woman is just a woman like right it's like you know the, what i mean it's that like thing of like unmarked versus marked like it's like you know it uh, yeah i know what you're and this is interesting. I mean, that no, that's an excellent point, and that explains it so much better. And yeah. that makes, but you see, cis people such as myself, we're not used to having a label, right? Right, because you're the default. Right. Yeah. It's like know, being white. Right. And yeah. mm -hmm. when it happens, exactly. we're a bit exactly. gobsmacked, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to admit, I was. That's when you realize that you're in a privileged position, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was offended by it the first time someone told me that I was cis too. And uh, now I'm just like, you know, I, it's not, it's, I don't yeah, think about I, it. I, I want to be clear. I do not care at all, right? You yeah. Know, it doesn't, but You're not but, William Shatner. You don't understand something. That's the problem. Um, but how do you understand something you understand. unless you can put words to it? You know, how do you, yeah, how do you? Yeah, because they were... You know, you're sitting with there. somebody 
right like, what do you call a woman that's like i'm just saying somehow you have to explain it clearly and i think ireland just did an excellent job that makes me go oh okay i get it now but when yeah. somebody is you know saying oh well you sis you don't get it you sis you sis you sis you yeah. don't know what they're saying to you and you know that they're being hostile yeah and so that's a different thing but then just you know ireland and lucas thank you you i'm like oh absolutely get it you know right and it's sometimes it's like, like how we need to talk to people well, is with the level of sympathy mm-hmm. or congeniality or something other than hostility but also understand that there is a hostility out there that is um well earned because you know and we've you been hand-holding Atner deserves that hostility we've been hand-holding for <laughs> yeah yeah. I believe that, I do too. Yes. I believe that the world does. A total jerk. <laughs> but it's all your fault personally. He's exactly what you're talking about, Bellamy. I know. I, I'm sorry. We, I don't mean to. We've been, ta- we've been hand-holding for, for decades. Right. We've been trying to take it easy on y'all. We've been trying to be, you know, it's, it's, it's like the, you know, we're here, we're queer, get used to it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, still and we we're still just trying to uh get people to see our basic humanity yeah exactly it's like if we it's like you know how people say it's like why can't it just be doctors why why do we have to call them female doctors but it's like <laughs> it's you know that whole thing is like well why didn't you just say doctor but it's you know it's like like unfortunately there are there are systems of oppression in place that make it difficult more difficult for trans people than cis people and there needs to be language to differentiate so that trans people can get the help and resources that they need um sort of like you know it's like well in a perfect world we wouldn't need these labels if people really you know were accepting and accepting of the fact that trans women are women and everything like that but it's like labels are sometimes necessary at the beginning of things yeah and you know things were equal. yes lucas <laughs> well i think cis also uh confirms that gender is not tied to your uh sex it can be but it's not bound by your sex it's mm-hmm. and that might be thing. another reason why people are like so scared of it because it makes them think about their own gender like, you know yeah you know and you know how many how many people bottle that shit up yeah, yeah literally 58 51 well i tell you right yeah. now if, if if i was young today younger than i am now um <laughs> i would be a they or a them that wasn't an option for me growing up and i'm saying i don't care it's too late it's cool. We're, our dinner, we're pretty cool, right, Ireland? Like we. Oh yeah, we're chill. We're chill, man. Yeah, that's um. Gender chill. That's a, a word that I learned this year. That's yeah, really cool. Oh, really? It's oh, I Jacob Tobiah. I don't know if you guys know Jacob Tobiah, but um, they're an author, and they're they they wrote a memoir called Sissy, um, and uh they uh were on a bunch of like late night shows and whatever now they have a tv show um about being genderqueer non-binary all that and um they use the term gender chill it's like 
whenever someone like misgenders them in an interview or something like that, it's like, no, no, I'm gender chill. It's okay. Let's talk about this, which right. I think is a cool concept. I love that concept. It is. That's. I like that language too. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, can, should we talk about the feminists now? It sort of piggybacks on this subject. If Sure. Yeah. Pick it you up. Mean, you mean the terms? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that it's this interesting concept that people think that they can be feminist and not be pro-trans. Yep. Um, what is that about? I, and this is going to get me probably um, a lot of hate mail if people actually knew the email was um, blooming out at WFHP.org. But <laughs> I think that that, and, and I've talked about it before, I think that the, the whole turf thing, which is also uh, something that um, is, has become a bit of a slur uh, to certain people who don't want to be labeled for who they are. Um, Mm-hmm. it comes from trauma it comes from a, a very deep-seated uh, uh, trauma and an identification with that trauma right and and so in a binary world and in a binary world of particular sexual trauma the men hurt the women and there are men who are aggressors and women who are victims. And in that way, in that way of coping and understanding the trauma, um, it's very simplistic. It's very easy and it provides camaraderie and comfort uh, in a way, but in in the other way it it it's um exclusive of reality mm -hmm. it's it's a bad coping mechanism ultimately. yeah it's also uh, i i sorry were you were you finished go ahead uh i was just gonna say that it's uh just like just weird it's like policing womanhood policing gender uh because you know i think turfs just don't believe well we know that turfs don't believe that uh trans women are women because they you know and it's just they don't believe they don't believe in that they, they believe in by um uh, uh biological essentialism exactly they just yeah. you are you who you are because of your basic biology it's really so old like it's such an old it's i know there are still turfs out there but like it's it's old like but it's a way of see and and you know okay this ties with the other things like karenism right i'm watching all these videos on karenism because people love to make fun of it but I'm watching people who are having mental breakdowns. These aren't people coming unglued who have a really great grasp on uh, the world around them in the first place, right? 
These are people in crisis who are coming freaking unglued about some things that most people don't think that they should be coming unglued about. Because our system doesn't actually care for people. Our system doesn't take care of people who are, are um, who have mental illnesses, who have traumas that they have to, to work through and overcome. We tell people that they need to move through it, to get over it, and to move on on their own. And they can't. And so what you have is um, you have radical ideas, ideations, things that uh, beliefs that are outside of uh, any sort of evidentiary reality. And they, they hurt people, yeah. including the people who hold those beliefs. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's, it's so bad because they just completely deny. Yeah. They deny that gender is an experience that, that is separate from your, your sex or whatever. Like they just refuse to acknowledge the experience of, trans women being women they just want to say that they are men and perverts and it is infuriating and that yeah, trans a... men aren't men you right. know they're saying then and mm -hmm. trans men get ignored in the, the equation most of yeah the i think so for yeah which is another it's not just like of like um like if cis people thought about gender as much as trans people thought about gender, we wouldn't be having this problem because we would all understand, you know? Yeah. But like, I feel like trans people have like this specific, I don't know, sort of exploration and, and like, you know, journey that cis people don't have. And that's the difference. Like there's this whole learning process. There's, you know, like a sense of, you know, a sense of choice for yourself what's right for you and figuring out your gender and that's a that's a journey that should that everyone should be able to go on even you know even cis people should think about their gender more why you know am i doing these things because i feel like i should because i'm a quote-unquote cis woman or am i doing these things because i really like them or you know am i wearing heels because you know if because it makes me feel good and I love wearing heels or am I wearing heels because I feel like I have to in order to get the job that I want to get or whatever you know like if cis people thought I'll go back to my point if cis, cis people thought about gender the way that trans people thought about gender we wouldn't have this problem yeah 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 well I mean if you're if you're trans and you're growing or you know growing up in a, a binary world you have no choice you have to think about these things these are right these are, it confronts you every single day and every choice you make. Absolutely. And um, it, even just the choice to leave your house. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, every choice you make is based on how, and is based on like what others, what you perceive that others will think of you, exactly. you know? And it's all about trying to make people see you the way you see yourself. And, so, and that's like near impossible for a lot of people because because the the standards for gender are so high that no one could ever meet them you know yeah so and and you know they 
also people like this and i like to confront them about it with the intersex thing you know because when you do biological essentialism uh, Uh, you're ignoring ding dong hello ding dong yep literally just don't know what the hell is going on they don't know they don't even know what biological essentialism means they don't even know that doesn't it just doesn't even make any sense they they don't they don't even want to learn oh but they think they know because they went through and and they think grade you know like uh boys are boys and girls are girls and that's science no actually it's not science the science is not that so (laughs) it's more complicated than that and it but should they're not more complicated well no they are not more complicated but it is not as simple as just the man and a woman like it's Mm -hmm. right and why do you think our generation more people of our generation are using they them pronouns than ever before because we're thinking about it more we think about these things and it it costs zero dollars and zero cents yeah yeah people would people would feel better if they would just like uh be open-minded to the concept of gender like yeah come on well like come on jk rowling like oh god didn't you write like 12 books can you read like one (laughs) article online (laughs) or you don't even have to read an article you can watch a youtube video I love you too. Books also, ironically, always you know point out people being their best, being themselves, believing in themselves, all that sort of thing. That, but then she doesn't apply it to any trans person, right? But I she's mean, coming at it from a place of of trauma as well and fear, you know. And exactly, what is her place of trauma? I don't know. She admitted you know, that she had suffered um, sexual assault in the past From you know a, and, a trans woman no no but trans women are men remember yeah, exactly so but there are, are no such things as trans women there i mean no i'm very women. sorry to hear that uh, about her but it has nothing to do with trans women mm-hmm. but, but there are no trans women There's yeah that's the term there are i know that's the <laughs> turf problem and that's why they're not feminists yeah. Oh, it's but so don't. hard to tell Melanie these things. I know. I'm just stuck in my ways. You're stuck in your ways. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. This but Rebecca a... Solnit, uh, who's an author, and if you haven't read any of uh, Rebecca's stuff, um, it's lovely. Uh, <laughs> Men Explain Things to Me was particularly good. That That's the first one that pops up on the list here. Um, uh, Hope in the Dark. And uh, also writes columns, but people uh, people respect Rebecca's voice and and her place, and uh, and she takes up a stance against uh, the and especially in the UK this growing anti-trans um, narrative in the country, which is. Uh, it's disturbing to watch. It's really uh, scary. And I've got friends over there and I'm, I'm kind of low-key scared for them. Um, I trust them to know what's going on and 
to be able to handle themselves, but... Uh, Do you think it's worse in the UK than it is in the US? Right now, yes. Really? Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's It seems to... There's such a uh, backlash against trans folk, uh, culturally, and how that is playing out in their... Um, in the government and in the healthcare system, which is a nationalized healthcare system, right? So when they make changes, it's really difficult to get around those changes. So if they change uh, the standards or, or how trans folk uh, can get the care they need, if they can get the care they need, uh, that affects pretty much everyone in the country who can't afford to pay private. Um, and, and they're, they're kind of slipping pretty hard. Um, and this has been going on for a couple of years now, but there's increased violence against, uh, uh, trans women. There is now the, the, the cancel culture thing is really huge over there. Um, it's big here, but I think it's more publicized over there. Oh. And in that way, it's getting more, it's coming into the light more and getting more airtime. And uh, the discussion seems to be more fervent over there, I want to say. Or, or at least that's what I've been seeing. I, I don't see the outrage so much here it's more like whining here and over there there's there seems to be more actual um public outrage about it we're over here <laughs> thank god i i hope that i hope that they get the uk gets their act together um and you know, it seems to be that in times of trouble, you take the most vulnerable people and you scapegoat them. Yeah. And you turn mm. them into the boogeymen, boogie women, boogie down. Um, and that's, and the Trump campaign's doing that too, right? Oh, so, yeah. We didn't even talk about that news article. Yeah, there's two of them. Yep. Um, in one of them, there's a, it's not the Trump campaign itself. It's uh, conservative activists, the American Principles Project, of course. So it's the Trump campaign. Like right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they are running ads uh, this coming week in Michigan that are attacking Biden for allegedly endorsing gender change treatments for minors, quote unquote. So more scare tactic things, more... Mm -hmm. It's the children, clutch your pearls, they're attacking, they're sexualizing the kids. When That's um, not, I mean, come on. Should we, can we talk about, uh, like, gender dysphoria and how, you know, you don't have to have gender dysphoria to be trans, but uh, if you do have gender dysphoria, uh, you deserve treatment. You know what I mean? And if, if you're human, you deserve treatment. Yeah. You know, it, it should be a human right. It and should. 
and that would take care of a lot of problems that we have especially uh, and... oh, i'm sorry I'm but but no so this now they're saying that you know we have to save the children they're they're um trying to give sex changes to little kids which actually they do uh for intersex kids and right and yeah you ever think of it? yeah um actually a lot of people are starting to say a damn thing about it which is nice it's a great change they're, yeah. they're um not just doing surgeries uh at will everywhere now there are places that actually have uh changed their standards of care for intersex kids and they they've stopped doing the um almost routine gender confirmation surgeries mm. where it had nothing to do with gender and um it had nothing to do with understanding the child it was all about the size of the phallus so and the the old adage it's easier to dig a hole than to build a pole um that's doctor speak actually uh and it's oh God. disturbing but so these these people um obviously don't understand and we had it it's been going on for years they, they've been talking about it for a while now um thinking that you know six-year-olds are getting sex change operations which is ridiculous and absolutely not based in truth that doesn't mean that they're not going to complain about it because truth is something that is really um, optional in in that world. Yep. But it drums up fear. It drums up disgust. It drums up anger. And that hopefully for them, they hope it will drive people to the polls. So this group is putting up ads where they are... Um, talking about biden and uh uh his evolving stance on lgbt issues but in particular like you know if he gets in office all the children will be trans and and your grandchildren will be in trouble well we're out of time blooming out is a production of wfhb community radio and produced by melanie davis and kate young lucas fisher is our engineer and co-host and we love him for blooming out and wfhb i'm justin robertson i'm ireland meacham and i'm lucas fisher i'm melanie davis and remember if everything were straight roller coasters would be one long boring ride (laughs) 